Hi, welcome to the Machine Ethics Podcast. This is a bonus cast asking the question, what is AI? We hear from former interviewees from the podcast over the last three years, Cosmo Gretton, Matthew Shannon, Rob Waltham, Michael Ludden, Greg Edwards, Michano Floridi, Christopher Nozzle, Andy Budd, Damien Williams, and Miranda Mulbray. I'd urge you, if you're not a frequent listener to the podcast and you like what you hear in some of these answers, to go seek out the person's interview in full. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash machine ethics and you can find the rest of the podcast and how to contact us at www.machine-ethics.net. What is AI? Mm. I think I think for me what it conjures up is our own incessant moving of the goalposts. So um, whenever we create something that mm. achieves what we originally defined as artificial intelligence, we then decide that it's not artificial intelligence anymore. So if you look back in the history of, of AIs, it's kind of, you know, it had, there was, there, it's been very um, undulating in terms of hype and then complete kind of periods mm. where, where the AI winter, where people would kind of, you know, give up on, give up on the, the goal. But I think what's interesting throughout that is that whenever we create um, an algorithm that can achieve a particular thing that we once considered AI, then we decide that after that, that actually it's not necessarily proper artificial intelligence. It's, yeah. it's only another form of computation. So I think, so that's what, what I think is quite interesting is that the definition tends to change and move depending on what the next challenge is. Um, I think the thing that it tends to conjure up for the moment is, you know, the emergence and the proliferation of, of machine learning techniques um, and the success of neural nets that hasn't really, it, it, you know, it's an approach that's, that's old, mm. um, but it's really only been in recent years that we've had um, the computational power and the amount of data um, to actually achieve it because one of the things about neural nets is you need vast amounts of data to train it on. So I think that's... a nightmare at times, I think. And so for me, when I think about it, I think about the regulatory aspects of it. I think, well, we're going to have a lot of that. We're going to have to adapt ourselves. We're going to have to adapt our thinking, our knowledge. We're going to have to, I mean, I always think, I mean, especially with these sort of areas like drones and driverless cars, you've got to kind of adapt the public perception as well. The public are, will be quite, they're quite scary things, these are. So when I think... Okay, to so, you. okay, to me. Yeah. So first of all, we have to look at what intelligence is, right? Let's sure. just look at that, and then and then it gets easier. So intelligence is, uh, I, I would I would go for a very broad definition, which just says it's about doing the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. So a stone doesn't do the right thing at the right time; it just sits there in the sun, right? It doesn't yeah. actually move; it's inanimate. But a plant does do the right thing at the right time. It senses its environment, and it uh, it puts leaves out at the right time, and it. Uh, it moves its leaves towards where the sun is. You know, that's that simple uh, phototaxis. So it moves itself towards the sun. So I would say that a, a plant, a tree, would be an intelligent thing in that sense. It has no central nervous system. It has no brain, but it does behave yeah. intelligently. So th- given that very broad thing, then um, an intelligent agent is simply something that senses its environment. It has some internal objective or plan mm. for, for how it wants to uh, uh, change the world to its benefit. And uh, it, it has some ability to uh, interact with the world to, to affect that change. And then a robot is just a physically embodied. So agents mm. could, might just exist inside machines, inside computers. Um, they could exist on the internet. They're not physically embodied. But a robot is embodied as well. So it, has a, it physically interacts with the, with the world, um, arms and legs, sensors and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so when we talk about artificial intelligence, it's sort of becoming an 
umbrella term similar to cloud or big data, right? Yeah. Like what do they what do they actually mean? They they mean a lot of things, but um, specifically what I think most actual AI implementations mean right now um, are using what you mentioned a moment ago, machine mm. learning algorithms. And this this is um, this this could also be considered narrow AI in the sense that uh, if you're familiar with uh, AlphaGo, Google's uh, machine learning algorithm that mm. uh, beat the world's best Go players, or before that IBM's Deep Blue that beat the world's best chess players, these are systems that uh, use unsupervised learning techniques to uh, like at, at their core, machine learning algorithms are um, systems that learn. That on their own. So you, you point it in a direction, you say, I need this result, and then it will get there. And you're not always 100% certain how it does. Yep. It's a bit of a black box. But that's essentially, I mean, this is a gross oversimplification, but just, just to kind of get the point across without going too into the weeds. Mm -hmm. Is that artificial intelligence isn't one technology. It's really a goal. It's an objective. It's the idea of creating machine that exhibits some form of intelligence. Now, actually, you know, to define mm. it, you've got to ask, what do you mean by intelligence? And intelligence is a really, really tricky term to pin down. Sure, sure. Um, so if you can't define intelligence, you can't really define AI. But uh, you, you could define, um, like you were kind of mentioning, a, a goal uh, which might be that my I think it is intelligent to do X, and then therefore right. a, this AI is intelligent in that way, maybe. Could you say that? Right, but I, absolutely. So it's kind of... It's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's right. kind of subjective to, to what your definition of intelligence is. Yeah. So, you know, and I think the definition of artificial intelligence changes. Um, the gentleman who actually coined the term, John McCarthy, um, he coined that back in the 50s. He's actually quoted as saying that as soon as it works, no one calls it AI anymore. Mm. As in, you know, the goalpost kind of shifts with the technology. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really true because I think if you ask someone what AI was back in the 50s, you know, really what they thought of AI, you know, our smartphones could do now. Probably the power of a, a handheld uh, calculator could can execute some sort of logic in a way that seems very, it would have seemed intelligent back then. But now our expectations for intelligence uh, in computers is a lot higher. Hmm. Uh, that's really and thinking, look, what we're really facing here has got nothing to do with intelligence and has got everything to do with agency. Is a way of delegating uh, or not. Um, empowering machines to do things instead of us. Mm. That they are or are not intelligent, honestly, that is really not the point. Not least because uh, I can check right now, my iPhone in my pocket plays much better chess than anyone I know and probably anyone uh, around me. Mm. And yet, as the intelligence of my grandmother's fridge, um, so clearly zero intelligence, amazing abilities, those abilities will keep growing. This probably not bound to what we can, uh, at the moment, speculate in terms of are we going to have a machine that you know, we design that can do that instead of us, for us. I'm not quite sure. Meaning, I think the sky is the limit. Yes. Hmm. Are they doing things like us? Of course not. Uh, I know my As, you know, ap approaching and then exceeding human capabilities um, is, is a very loose definition of what I've got. Yeah, so approaching human level uh, capabilities uh, uh, in the sense of actions and um, betraying sensitivity or, or you know, uh, what kinds of things are, you, are we talking about? You're talking about um, uh, specifically achieving goals, right? Uh, in 
across a variety of contexts because mm. we already have lots of little things that can achieve small goals in small contexts. Uh, my Roomba can vacuum my floor. Um, but when we were speaking about, um, oh, hey, you know, maximize the number of paper clips that you make AI, um, it can achieve that goal using a number of different mechanisms and, you know, using uh, the stock market uh, using yeah. whatever actuators or robot it's, it's got controls over. So really goal pursuit uh, with a broad strategic capability of how do I pursue that goal and then a strong number of actuators that it can take actions to achieve that goal. Groovy. So dictionary definition. Um, in fact, the term artificial intelligence, a lot of people find very problematic. Uh, the term artificial kind of seems to imply that we are trying to create a like-for-like, indistinguishable intelligence that's indistinguishable from Mm. humans. And I think that creates a lot of fear, you know, uncertainty and doubt in media. Like, are we going to create these robots that are seemingly human, that we can't tell the difference, Mm. um, that kind of operate in a kind of a a human-like way? And I think that might happen, but I think it's many, many years off. A lot of people that I sort of associate with prefer, prefer the term machine intelligence to clearly distinguish the fact that we're really talking about creating something unhuman-like, but that uh, you know approximates or is similar to the kind of problem-solving, kind of independent problem-solving that, that human has, humans have. And mm. um, with machine intelligence, the, the key component there is machine learning, and so how machines learn about the world, learn to make decisions, learn to um, improve over time. And really, this is what we're, we're at at the moment. We're mm. looking at how we can, we can train algorithms to be more accurate at doing often very simple things like spotting the difference between a hot dog and a hamburger, let's say. Yeah. Um, so it's really using algorithms um, at scale to solve complex problems where we, as the programmers, don't necessarily know how they have solved that problem. But we've created an algorithm and fed it with training data that will you know, through a series of kind of, you know, often black box kind of um, uh, processes solve those problems. So that's not really a description or definition of artificial intelligence, but Mm -hmm. I think that's because the concept is slightly more complex and nuanced than just having a one-sentence answer. So hopefully that's helpful. I mean, AI, artificial intelligence, like I don't personally like the word artificial in there. I've never liked it because anything that can behave in a way that we agree is intelligent is just intelligent. It might be a generated intelligence, it might be a created intelligence, uh, it might be a non-biological intelligence, but it's still intelligence. Um, But when I think about uh, an autonomous generated intelligence, um, and that term I get from a theorist named uh, Emily Dare, uh, autonomous generated intelligence, because we we might not intentionally created it might accident into existence Mm. um but it is something that can generalize that can take uh different inputs that can learn from its past mistakes that can learn from its past states of experience of existence that can say okay uh this didn't work why didn't it what are the reasons it didn't work and say okay, this did work, but only in these scenarios. What are the commonalities between those scenarios mm. that can learn to engage with different ways of 
uh, living in the world, different types of minds that it might encounter, uh, different types of humans that it might encounter, animals, non-human animals mm. that it might encounter, and learn to learn from those things and learn to work with those things in a similar way. Maybe it won't be the same kind of way, but a similar way to what we think of as intelligence in other animals. Um, I don't like using the term because I think it leads to the wrong impression about what's possible. It means that people are automatically using the analogy with human intelligence. Um, The kind of AI that I've used is machine learning, and I prefer to say machine learning. And that is um, uh, exactly as you said, adapting that the, um, the algorithm is automatically updated as a result of its processing. Yeah, yeah. So as it's going through, it's updating um, what it produces as an output given an input, basically. Uh, yes, and yeah. it. Uh, so um, normal code, you give mm-hmm. me an output. Yep. Uh, it's processed by software. Sorry, mm-hmm. give me an input. It's yep. processed yeah, yeah, by yeah. software. It produces an output. Yep. Machine learning. Yep. You get an input. It's processed by software, and this produces both an output and an update to the software or the weights that are in the software. Yes, so yes. the algorithm itself has some part that, that adapts as a yes. result. 